This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Jesus, name above all names, beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living Word. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. God of God and light of light be Welcome to worship, good neighbors. 
You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, Eileen Platten, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Some other announcements, uh, we will be having uh, candlelight uh, worship service on Christmas Eve at six o'clock at Deronda and on uh, Christmas Day at 9.30 at Trinity Lutheran. One other announcement is at four o'clock on Christmas Eve, there also will be uh, a radio broadcast that I hope that you'll tune in and listen to. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, if you have the Advent candles, you will do a little section there for the lighting of the Advent candles and a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship experience. You may also want to have a Bible or a Bible to read along when the lessons come. So we'll continue with the lighting of the Advent wreath. The first candle we light with the prophet Habakkuk. We light this first candle as a beacon of hope for those who wait. The second candle, with Esther, we light this second candle as a fire of courage that we might bear witness to your justice. With the third candle, the prophet Isaiah, as a light to the nations, a promise of redemption for the whole human family. And finally, the fourth candle, now with Joseph, we light this candle as a declaration of trust that your promise is sure, O oh God, and that our, your son's birth among us is imminent. I'd like to continue with the call to worship, or uh, even though we walk in the darkest valley, we will not be afraid. God is present with us. God's staff is our comfort. Continue with the confession of sin. We confess our sins before God and one another. Radiant God, you have come to live among us, yet we fail time and again to see you in the faces of our neighbors. We look to ourselves instead of those in need. 
We seek the shallow comforts of things we can buy instead of the deep and lasting comfort of your presence. Forgive our stubborn refusal to see and open our eyes to the joy and wonder of your incarnation. People of God, do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy. The God of boundless grace forgives you all your sins, renewing your spirit for the sake of Emmanuel, God with us. I'd like to continue with the prayer of the day. God of grace and mercy, with Joseph we live in fear of being humiliated or cast out. As we wait for your promised Savior, give us hope that all will be made right in you. We'll continue with the gathering songs. things and people uh, led up to the birth of Christ and the celebration, but this song is about the animals in the stable. They say they had a part in it too, and this is their part. Jesus, our brother, kind and good, was humbly born in a stable root, and the friendly peace around him stood. Jesus, Shaggy and brown 
I carried his mother uphill and down. I carried her safely to Bethlehem town. I said the donkey shaggy and brown. I said the cow all white and red. I gave him my manger for his bed. I gave him my hay to pillow his head. I said the cow all white and red. I said the sheep with curly horn. I gave him my wool for his blanket warm. He wore my coat on Christmas morn. I set the sheep with curly horn. I set the dove from the rafters high. Cooed him to sleep that he should not cry. We cooed him to sleep, my mate and I. I set the dove from the rafters high. I said the camel yellow and black over the desert upon my back. I brought him a gift in the wise men's pack. I said the camel yellow Every beast by some good spell In the stable dark was glad to tell Of the gift he gave Emmanuel The gift he gave Emmanuel Continue with the litany. Our waiting is almost at an end, O oh God. Jesus Christ, our Savior, draws near. His birth is foretold. His mother carries him in her womb. While his earthly father walks in fear, fear for his reputation, for Mary's life, in compassion you send a messenger to give him the truth. The child is a gift from God unto all the world, and God is with Joseph and Mary in their struggle. Joseph's fear turns to joy. The anticipation of a son. Our waiting is almost at an end, O oh God. Jesus Christ, our Savior, draws near. And now I encourage you to share a sign of peace, either with yourself or with someone worshiping with you today. Begin with a touch on the forehead and use the Trinity formula. Be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. If you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. First reading is from Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. 
Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but he had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. The second reading is from Psalm 23, verses 1 through 4. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. <clears throat> Good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message. And as I like to say, for all of us who are still children at heart. I have a question for you. What can babies do? What are they good at? They're good at making noise, making messes, and looking cute. Sometimes. So in other words, babies can't do very much, can they? They can't walk, talk, clothe, or feed themselves. Because they need help to do all those things, who usually helps them do those things? That's right, parents and family members and even friends of the families help babies out. I want us to think about all of the help babies need from other people just to stay alive to also help us think about today's scripture story. At the start of today's scripture story, the soon-to-be mother of Jesus, Mary, has a problem. She's going to give birth to Jesus sometime in the near future, and she's not married. Not being married is a problem for her because when, when and where Mary lived, men were the people who were allowed to make money. It was difficult for women to make money on their own. So without someone who would have money and not being able to make her own money, it was going to be very difficult for Mary to buy the things that she needed to raise her baby. Plus, not being married meant Mary would have less people to help her take care of her baby. Things are starting to sound pretty scary for Mary and her soon-to-be baby. But then we hear how God speaks to Joseph in a dream and tells Joseph that he is to marry Mary and she is to help her, he is to help her, and help take care of her and raise Jesus. Now Joseph did not have to do what God told him to do, but Joseph did do what God told him to do. And because Joseph chose to do what God told him, both he and Mary were able to give baby Jesus all the things that we had talked about that babies need to stay alive. And because both Joseph and Mary did what God said, baby Jesus grew up to be adult Jesus. Today's story reminds us that even Jesus needed help. And in the same way that Joseph was able to help Jesus, we can help others the same way that Joseph helped out, by listening to God. 
As we pay attention to what God calls us to do, then we will know how God is calling us to help and care for others around us. So could you please bow your head, fold your hands, and join me in prayer. Dear God, thank you for Mary and Joseph who listened to you and were then able to help Jesus. Help us to do the same. Thank you and amen. Oh, come, little children, oh, come, one and all. Oh, come to the manger in Bethlehem's stall. There meekly he lieth, the heavenly child, so poor and so song open our eyes so many times when we get to this Christmas time we romanticize all the things that went on and uh, in some ways that's fun and, and, and that's not all bad but sometimes we forget about the realness of the story the realness for Joseph for instance I'd like to read what the narrative had to say about this as a preaching theme and then share a little bit more uh, around the theme of Joseph. Many people had roles to play in the story of Jesus' birth. Much art, story, and tradition has been built around the angel's announcement to a frightened, 
young girl Mary, that she would soon bear God's son. Far less imagination is spent on Joseph's vision in a dream. Yet it is as critical to the successful birthing and raising of Jesus. Joseph was willing to marry a girl who had been seemingly unfaithful so that she would not be shunned or murdered. His understanding and willingness to take on this role made it possible for Mary to continue her pregnancy safely and with the social and financial security of a husband. His carpentry trade offered the small boy Jesus the option to grow up with the means to make a living and obtain religious education. In today's world where independence is touted as the gold standard, it is refreshing to read once again the story of Jesus and the many people who had to be involved for his life to flourish. It is not a story of a mother and a child. It is the story of a mother, father, child, a supportive community, and the love of the heaven's host. Certainly God would have found a way if Joseph had decided to tap out. But Joseph had a role to play, and he accepted it with dignity and grace. Joseph had a difficult choice in front of him to make a public spectacle of Mary's unexpected pregnancy or divorce her quietly. God had other plans. I admire Joseph. I think how he must have been hurt, first of all, thinking about what this said to him, thinking that Mary probably had been unfaithful. I mean, after all, they were betrothed, so there was a commitment to each other, but now that was gone. This young girl seemingly had messed up Joseph's life. But Joseph, after thinking that through, thought of the ramifications for Mary and started to think about ways that he could try to take care of her without having her be shunned or, like they said, even murdered because she was pregnant outside of wedlock. It was no small thing. He had integrity. He had the concern for Mary and himself. But in a dream, he was again confronted with the fact that God was doing something in his midst that he had no idea was going on. It probably startled him. It probably still had questions in his mind. But he was true to that vision. But it was going to cost him too. He had to make that long trip by foot for the, to get to Bethlehem. But then, it wasn't just that trip, but then they had to flee to save the boy Jesus from Herod. So he lived as an exile. Whether he was able to do his carpentry work in Egypt, they don't say, he obviously probably did. When he heard it was safe, he moved up to Nazareth and there he worked. And I think probably he, when Jesus was about 20, probably Joseph disappeared or was, died. A life in which he gave isn't that what parents are supposed to do, what fathers are supposed to do? To have integrity, devotion, 
adopt a child. One of the things that we hear in the stories is in Mary's words and even as Joseph, that Jesus was going to be a light to who? To the Gentiles and obviously to the Jews as he was Jewish. But we are very appreciative of the fact that God was willing to adopt as his people, Gentiles. You and me, most of us are Gentiles. One of the stories that I have loved for a long time is a story about a couple who wanted to adopt a child. They waited and just nothing seemed to be working out. And they were getting more and more anxious, especially the mom. And finally one day they got a call. And the adoption agency the lady said, we, we've got uh, someone for you. And then she wanted to say more, but the mom was so excited she hung up and said, oh, we'll be right there and hung up and took, told her husband they've got somebody for us and they rushed down to the adoption agency. But the problem was when they got there, the lady said, well, we wanted to tell you that it was kind of a unique situation that we've got someone with for you, but it's a family of boys and uh, they don't want to be separated. There are five of them. And she opened the door and there stood five boys. The dad's mouth kind of dropped. The mom looked at him and then heard the one boy said, they'll never take us. And she said, we'll take them. And I think the father's jaw dropped even a little farther. But they took five boys home. And they took care of them. They supported them. They helped them get educated. They loved them. And they grew as a family. They had their ups and downs but there was a lot of love shared. Finally, when the one boy, the youngest one, was graduating from high school, he wrote a paper. He wrote about his dad. And one of the things he talked about, all the things they went through, the ups and downs and everything else, but he made one comment at the end that was so telling. It was, he took us all. I like that because at Christmas time, sometimes we get caught up in our gifts, going to people who give to us, our families. We don't always look outside, and when we do look outside, it's usually just a nice thing. But here, he took people in for a lifetime. And it kind of speaks to me about who this God is who adopts us all. When I look at the congregations that I belong to here at Trinity, Deronda, and Little Falls, I see some really interesting characters, and I happen to be one of them. But there, there are people who are quiet, shy, who don't say much, and there are people who are loud and boastful, who say a lot. There are some disagreements. There are some who speak very boldly about their faith, and others who question their faith and struggle with their faith and work on their faith. Some get to church every Sunday. Some make it semi-occasionally. And some don't come at all. 
What does that mean for us as a family? What does that mean <clears throat> when we look at a God who still cares for every single one of us, who loves us, who offers grace and mercy, who offers salvation, who offers us community and life together, a God who will not give up on us, who commits himself, even sometimes when he is disappointed or we kind of make his reputation not look so good by some of our actions. But he takes us all. He takes us all in love, compassion, and adopts us to be his children, his family. He wants us to grow in faith. He wants us to live life in community. He wants us to give and share freely all that he has given. And there's always plenty left over. So this Christmas, it's not just about us. It's about being part of God's family. It's about a baby who was born, who was adopted by Joseph. It's about us who were adopted by God. Now we have the chance to welcome others. It'd be good to see this family grow, wouldn't it? Where people love each other, where people in their ups and downs care about each other, hurt with each other, laugh with each other, celebrate with each other. People who hurt when somebody gets hurt. I got a feeling this Christmas, there's a lot of hurts out in our world, not just with us, but all over when I think of Ukraine and Russia, I think of the families that have been torn by war, the death that has happened, the separation because it wasn't safe for them in places. But we don't only just see it in Ukraine and there, but we see it in China where the church is being persecuted. We see it even in our country where division according to politics is very real. But may the Prince of Peace who came there bring healing for us and not just for us but for all after all he took us all and loves us amen walk slow count the clouds as they pass walk slow count the daisies in the grass life is fast we're forever on the go take the time to take it in and walk slow walk slow, walk slow. as you travel down life's way walk slow as you live it day by day Pay attention as you go And walk slow Walk slow Better show the world a smile Walk slow Just as if you were a child 
Enjoy Mother Nature and her show Life will walk along beside you And walk slow Walk slow Through the sunshine and the rain Walk slow You won't pass this way again Just appreciate and let the ages roll Savor all you've come to know And walk slow Walk slow As you travel down life's way Walk slow As you live it day by day Pay attention as you go And walk slow Walk slow It may be you who leads the way Walk slow Don't let any go astray Be confident on the path you go So that others may keep up Walk slow Walk slow As you travel down life's way Walk slow As you live it day by day Pay attention as you go Walk slow Pay attention as you go. And walk slow. I'm going to change the order of worship just a little bit here. Usually we do the Apostles' Creed, which is important, but this song, Walk Slow, uh, means a lot to me. I, I think. Probably because I have a son that's a runner and goes out and runs I don't know how many miles a day and stuff. And uh, But I heard Gerhard Frost a number of years ago talk about, you know, runners, they're great and everything, but sometimes you need to just walk. So that when you're out there, you're, you're seeing what's going on around you. You can hear the birds sing instead of the pounding of your heart, the pounding of the feet going along. You also get to see and sometimes notice things uh, my wife, a few years ago, a number of years ago, walked out of, I believe it was the bank here in town, and uh, saw a lady sitting in a car who looked like she was struggling. So Debbie went to the car window and asked if she could help, and the lady, well, she gave her some money because it looked like there was some need there. And the lady broke into tears it was something that she needed. I have to admit, so many times I walk, well, I don't walk fast these days, but I'm kind of worried about business or whatever else, and I walk by so many things and so many people not seeing, not hearing the need or the cry that is out there. So maybe the offering that we're going to take, yeah, we'd like to have you give to our church or those uh, 
maybe your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else, or just some family members, but maybe save a little bit extra out. So that as you walk this next week or two weeks, if you see somebody that needs something, share it with them as part of your offering. So we will continue with the offering. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us. The compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us. And the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. Continue with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. We'll continue with the prayers of the church. Hark the glad sound, the Savior comes, the Savior promised Lord. Let every heart prepare a throne and every voice a song. He comes the broken heart to bind the bleeding soul to treasures of his grace to enrich the humble poor. Our glad hosannas, prince of peace, your welcome shall proclaim. And heaven's eternal that your promises are sure, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of promise, you sent Jesus into the world to be the fulfillment of all the promises you made to humanity. Help us to appreciate all that you have given to us. 
we call on our God, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Remind us during this hectic season to turn our attention toward you. Help us to continue caring for this earth and all that live upon it. We call on our God, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Fill our world's leaders with goodwill and with a desire to work toward justice and peace so that all your children might know you and sing your praise. We call on our God, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Bring healing and hope to all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially Becky Anderson, Clara Gerrish, Richard Roos, Shirley Lenz, Ida Martinson, Helen Jorgensen, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Scott Morgan, Julie Dubois, Rachel Seacrest, Randy Goglin, Gary Fredrickson, Helen Erickson, Christina Burgett, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Kelsey Zamuda, Jean Hoisington, Arlene Johnson, Chuck Hutton, Jill Haugrud, and Matt Crera. Let us not forget those for whom the holiday season is cause for grief. We call on our God, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Shine your light upon all who do not know you or who do not trust you. Help us to be examples of your gracious love that all might recognize your care for them. We call on our God, O come, O come, Emmanuel. With thanksgiving, we remember all who persisted in faith, even in the face of challenges. Let us persist, as they did, until we join them in the feast that has no end. We call on our God, O come, O come, Emmanuel. In faith, hope, and love, we lift our prayers to you. In the name of your promised Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Called to walk together as a body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy and peace. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace in all things. Amen. Thy lips.
listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time.